Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill their promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. 
Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert in the beautiful state of Arizona, I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us, as always, rdgable, rdgable at yahoo.com. You can find us on social media, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, as well as Twitter, tst underscore underscore radio. If you visit our website, www.thesecretteachings.info, you'll find my books. You'll find our affiliate sponsor, Pro One Water Filters. Click the link on our website. It'll take you to their website. You'll also find our t-shirts and our behind-the-scenes content. The t-shirts are through TeePublic, and the behind-the-scenes content is through Patreon. You'll also find on our website the full show archive, with links to all of the different podcast and radio players where you can listen to The Secret Teachings seven days a week, every month, every year, as many episodes as you have time to listen to at your leisure. If you want to get rid of the advertisements in those shows, all those annoying monetized ads that I don't put in there, it's just part of the system on Spreaker, you can subscribe to the private archive, which gets you access not only to those shows, but it gets you access to the montages You get digital copies of the books that I've written, and you also get early access to the show when it's pre-recorded. You can subscribe today at www.thesecretteachings.info, and when you subscribe, you support The Secret Teachings, and you sincerely keep us on air because we don't have any sponsors. We don't have any investors. We don't have anybody giving us money and telling us what we can and cannot do. We are totally 100% independent and you support us and have supported us now professionally for about six years if it weren't for you we would not be here so thank you so much for supporting the show and the last thing is if you're listening on a radio or podcast player like apple please scroll down to the bottom of the feed and leave us a review no need to tell us there's advertisements in the show i know there's advertisements in the show But let us know what you think of the content of the show and leave us a couple of stars, whatever you think we deserve. Again, www.thesecretteachings.info, rdgable at yahoo.com. Tonight, I've got a show for you totally different than everything we've discussed on the show this week, last week, and the week before. I haven't talked about this topic tonight for some time, and I think I've only done two shows on it in my entire radio career. It's one of those topics, it's one of those subjects where because of my perceived sexuality, and this is not a joke, and because of my perceived gender, and perhaps even because of the perceived color of my skin, most of you might not even know what I look like, but because of the perception of who I am, People will tell me that this is an inappropriate topic to talk about, despite the fact that it's probably the only appropriate topic to talk about in a politically correct environment. 
when you are perceived as what I am. People perceive me as a straight white male. So I should be able to talk about issues of, well, at least straight white men, maybe issues of men in general. You know what I find interesting is when I talk about something like masculinity, I get people that email me and tell me, you need a female perspective. When I talk about issues of femininity, I'm also told the same thing. And when I talk about issues of, let's call them complex femininity, issues that are complex issues or issues that are what we would call hot topics, people will message me, agree or not, and tell me, you need a female perspective. When I talk about the masculine issues, I also get women that email me and tell me that you need a female perspective. But I think women need a male perspective on female issues, if that's the case. If on male issues, on masculine issues, we need a female perspective, then on feminine female issues, we need a masculine perspective. We need a male perspective. You see how that works? I mean, I don't necessarily think it's all fun and cute and games and pop culture and entertainment to watch sitcoms and TV shows and movies and see how the man is always portrayed as, a, as an idiot. It's kind of funny if you watch Everybody Loves Raymond. It's, it's kind of funny where everybody's an idiot on Married with Children. Everybody's kind of a low-life scum. It's kind of funny, but at the end of the day, I don't like this cultural attitude, even if it's playful, that women always get to be right and men always get to be wrong. Because that's absolutely preposterous. And I'm talking about something that, yes, is a playful attitude in our culture. Well, we got to make the woman happy and then the man can be happy. How about we make each other happy? How about we bring some balance to the force and we allow women to talk about issues of women with a male perspective and we allow men to talk about masculine issues with a feminine perspective? And that's the thing, too. Men don't want a feminine perspective. Men don't want a female perspective most of the time unless they're going to get laid. And women don't want a masculine perspective unless they're going to get something out of it. And that's not an issue of male or female, man or woman. That's an issue of ego, narcissism, and what I would determine, I would call it cultural greed. It's like psychologists today. They say that people who virtue signal, people that constantly have to make issues about themselves and about their identity are clinically psychotic. They're clinically narcissistic. They're clinically sociopathic and psychopathic. When people have to make everything about themselves, about their gender, about their skin color, it's narcissism, that's ego, that's psychopathy. The reason I started thinking about this tonight is because I was looking at the internet, looking at some news stories, and I just keep getting these articles in my feeds about Sports Illustrated, the swimsuit edition of Sports Illustrated. Now, when I was a kid, I used to get Sports Illustrated, and growing up in a Christian home, my mom would, she'd meet up with the mailman to get the Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition when she learned that that came in the mail. And 
which I think we should also change the name of the male. I think it should be called the female. I really think F-E-M-A-I-L, the female. So my mom would meet up and she would get the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. It was it was too much. It was, you know, it was smut, which is I don't I didn't get Sports Illustrated for that. I got Sports Illustrated because I, I genuinely like Sports Illustrated at the time. But Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition used to be like women in swimsuits. And now Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, they've decided to. I don't really know what they're doing. I mean, I would imagine, and I, I, pro- I probably have a swimsuit edition somewhere in a storage box somewhere. I don't know. I, I have I have like some of the, I have the Sports Illustrated with, with Kobe Bryant where he scored 81 against the Raptors or he scored like 500 points over eight games. I've got a couple of ones that are probably worth money somewhere. I, I, there might be a, a swimsuit edition, but I would imagine like, if you go back into the swimsuit edition of Sports Illustrated, somewhere at some point, I, I'm sure that there were different types of women that were represented in the swimsuit edition. But today, all of that has to be publicly acknowledged. For example, on May 17th, so this was two days ago, today is Thursday, May 19th, 2022, into Friday the 20th, On May 17th, Sports Illustrated, according to this headline, featured its first indigenous model. And the model was quoted as saying, I'm a strong, empowered, and fearless woman making history. A strong, empowered, and fearless woman making history. The first indigenous woman. Now, she looks pretty. It's not about looks. Doesn't matter if she's thin, fat, doesn't, none of that matters. They just, have to pick the first indigenous woman. I mean, I find it hard to believe that they didn't have women like this in any of the previous Sports Illustrated. I mean, there were black women, white women, women with blonde hair, brunettes, redheads. I don't I don't get why suddenly we have to identify every single woman by her race, her ethnicity, the the size of her waist. I mean, and I'm not talking about just in the swimsuit edition of Sports Illustrated, it's like everything has to be the first of, of whatever. You know, the first of the first of this, the first of that, the first the new press secretary for the White House, the first openly gay, black, et cetera, et cetera, the first, the first, the first, who's in a relationship, by the way, with somebody at CNN. So there won't be any influence at the White House through mainstream media, which is a common thread through every administration in the last two decades. Then we have another story. Yumi knew the first plus-sized Asian-American model. And we're getting to the point now where, and here's what Yumi knew had to say, I'm ready to be a role model. And, you know, I saw that and I thought, well, I think you spelled role wrong. It's not R-O-L-E, it's R-O-L-L. You're definitely a role model. People think that's mean. It's a joke, okay? We need to be able to joke, all right? Yumi knew is the first plus-sized Asian-American model. Now, I looked at the, 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 the cover, and I saw this lady, and I thought, well, she's, she's actually pretty. I thought she was very pretty in the face. I'm not attracted to her body. Uh, she's not obese, but she's not like a, a, a regular size. She's very, she's very much overweight. And that's I noticed in reading these articles about these women on the Sports Illustrated swimsuit editions, it's the first plus-size model. Now, that's different than the first obese model. 
And the, the first obese model is different than the first super morbidly obese model. And the first super morbidly obese, the first obese, the first plus size is different than the first overweight model. There has to be a, a, a breaking down of everything. So at some point, even if you're a plus size model, there gets to be another woman bigger than you or perhaps another man. Just we don't see a lot of male modeling who is bigger than you or perhaps thinner than you. And they're the first anorexic model, which we've had that for decades. So that's not going to be a thing. But think about it. If that's how it used to be marketed, the first anorexic model, the first model who actually eats, the first model who eats a little bit too much, the first model with a mole on her ass. It's preposterous the way that this stuff is being broken down. The first indigenous model, the first plus size. Are you ready? Plus size Asian American. Then there'll be the first plus size Asian. Then the first plus size uh, indigenous. And it just goes on and on. It's total nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. So those are the two that popped up in my feed. I've got the first indigenous model, and then I have the first plus-size Asian-American model. And they're both pretty ladies in the face, but that doesn't really matter. Uh, I, I don't really care if they're pretty, if they're ugly, if they're fat, if they're skinny. It's the title that concerns me. You know, Jordan Peterson, Jordan Peterson got in a little bit of trouble on social media because he commented about Yumi New and said that, I'm sorry, it's, it's just not attractive. And people, of course, on social media trolled and attacked him and said, how dare you judge a woman's body? But you know what? Here's the thing. If you're a man or if you're a woman or if you're somewhere in between and very, 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 very confused or lost, you've been through the public school system and college and you've been indoctrinated with Marxist ideology, you do judge people based on their body. That's a, it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. That is instinctual. That is biological. That is physiological. That is conscious. It doesn't mean that you, you want to have sex with everybody. It doesn't mean that you want to see everybody naked. It doesn't mean that you're attracted or trying to hit on every person you look at. And women, can you admit that you do it just as much as men do. It's, we know it's instinctual. It's innate. It's biological. You do it just as much as men do. Maybe even more. But the point is, men and women look at each other and make those judgments. It's not a judgment of bias. It's a judgment of instinct and biology. I mean, when you go on a date, the first thing you do, and even before you go on a date, when you set up the date, the first thing you do is you analyze the person. Women that have wider hips, not talking about someone who's obese, but women that have wider hips, men instinctually see that as the hips of a woman who can bear them a child. You're not thinking this consciously. Some people might be. I mean, I don't, that might be weird, but that's what you're looking for. And women are looking for men that, you know, might have a, a more square jaw. And, and, uh, and uh, uh, a larger chest. I mean, they're looking for protection. These are the things that are sexy. These are the things that are attractive. And yeah, men are looking for women that have, you know, healthy breasts and hips. And that's instinct. That's biology. That's science. 
So, yeah, you can look at a model and think, well, she's a little bit overweight for me. That's just an open acknowledgement of human instinct. Maybe we could debate, is that something that needs to be said? Maybe, maybe not. Personally, I don't really care. I still think the woman's beautiful. I just personally am not sexually attracted to her. And I don't think everything needs to be about sex anyway. There's a lot of ways to look at this. I don't understand how being overweight can make you a role model unless you're spelling role, R-O-L-E, as R-O-L-L. I don't know how that makes you a role model. I don't know how the first indigenous woman on Sports Illustrated, how that makes her strong and empowered. You're literally... You're literally wearing about about six inches of, of pink cloth, and that somehow makes you empowered. I can almost see this woman's vagina. How does that empower you? How did we go from women voting to women taking their pants and their underwear off on OnlyFans? And somehow that's empowering. But... See, I've already heard the arguments. I I know that you're not supposed to ask that question. You're supposed to let women be exploited and not, as a man, have this instinctual biological feeling of, I want to protect at least the people I care about, but I want to protect women because that's an instinct. I can tell you that from a man, a man's point of view. And the women will tell me, no, you need a female's point of view on your male point of view. And that's not cute and funny. That's annoying. All right, that's annoying. I don't know how that makes you fearless. How does that make you fearless? I don't get it. I don't understand any of this stuff. I don't understand how it makes you fearless or how it makes you empowered. I mean, granted, even if, you know, I mean, I'm 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 in pretty good shape. I'm not, you know, jacked or anything. I don't like look like Jesus on the cross, but I mean, personally, I don't I don't necessarily want to get naked or get half naked and I don't want to put on swim trunks and go to the pool. I'm just I'd rather wear clothes. I, I'm just not that kind of person. So maybe in that way, yeah, I think you, you do have to be pretty fearless to take your clothes off and to model in a swimsuit or do whatever. But, you know, obviously a lot of that stuff, too, isn't really f- being fearless. It's just doing whatever, you know, maybe that's your dream or you're making a lot of money out of it or you're just really narcissistic and you want people to look at your body, which is the funny thing is because that's a, that's an instinct. Women want men to look at their bodies a lot of the times. It, 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 let me tell you something. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, there's at least one woman listening to this show who wears clothes that are skimpy because she wants men to look at her body. And she might not do it consciously. She does it unconsciously. You know how I know that? Because men do the same thing. Men want women to look at their bodies. Why do you think men dress the way that they do? It's not just for comfort when they go to the gym. Women dress the way that they do when they go to the gym. It's not just for comfort. I've seen women at the gym. They look like they're so incredibly uncomfortable. It looks like their body is being squeezed out of a toothpaste tube and they're thin. It's not even fat. It, that, that, that is not comfortable. So, I, I mean, everybody's got their own perspective. Everybody's got their own point of view. That's fine. That's fine. I'm here to try to provide both, both perspectives tonight. But it, it's, it's not just the first indigenous model and then the first... Asian American model who's plus size, then it'll be the first Asian American who's plus size who's also an accountant. It's just the first of everything. Last year, Sports Illustrated unveiled its first trans model. First trans model. 
I mean, how do we know that they're actually trans? I don't, they didn't, I don't know. Is there, is there a bulge in the swimsuit? I didn't see the pictures and I, frankly, I don't, I don't really want to look at the pictures. I don't really understand what's, what's happening here. I don't really understand what's, what's going on here. And you might think, well, that's because you're old. I'm not old. I'm not old. I'm not 50. I'm not 60. I'm not in my forties. I'm, 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 I just entered my thirties. Another thing I don't understand is how Calvin Klein, I'm sure you've seen this. Calvin Klein has a new campaign featuring pregnant, well, a pregnant trans man. And I, it's, let me tell you this, okay? It's, it's disgusting. I don't want to see a man, if I want, let's put it this way. If I want to see a man with a giant beer gut, I'll just go down to the grocery store and I'll walk around and I'll see men and women that are extremely overweight and men that have beer guts. I don't want to see a woman who's pregnant who looks like a man. And the reason I don't want to see that is because instinctually, biologically, especially for children, it's confusing. See, everything ultimately is sex. Everything is procreation. You have a driving force to procreate and to have a family and to grow, to have children to prolong the species. So when you see a woman pregnant with a beard, that's confusing. You can feel the wires being cut in the brain. And even if it weren't confusing, even if we can accept that personally, I can accept it. I just don't care. You might think I'm talking about it tonight, so I do care. No, no, I don't care. What what I do care about, though, is that is such a small segment of our society it is negligible on a pie chart. And yet, from Sports Illustrated to Calvin Klein, we're being sold this image from anorexia to obesity to now men that are women, women that are men. It's so negligible on a pie chart, it's bizarre that companies, whether it's Sports Illustrated or Calvin Klein, are dumping millions into promoting it. Especially to audiences that generally don't give a damn and that's why netflix now has told their employees no more of the stuff that got us into financial trouble if you don't like the projects you're working on get out because we're losing money and going to have to shut down if we don't start appeasing the audience the audiences the, the 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 mass majority of people who watch our platform people are tired of seeing pregnant men they're tired of seeing trans and gay people they want to see things that represent the majority good or bad it doesn't matter at least netflix found their spine i'm ryan gable this is the secret teachings there's a lot more after this don't go anywhere you are hearing the sound between that which is above and that which is below it's ktlk digital broadcasting the fringe fm The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Search the name and start listening today for free. But if you want to avoid those annoying ads, head on over to thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to the ad-free archive. It's got old shows, new shows, and you can also download Ryan's digital books. Subscribe today. What are you waiting for? The end of the world? If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of my research in your hands, visit our website and grab physical and digital copies of my books. 
Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, theology, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. And food philosophy might just change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Remember, shipping is always included with the books. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and get your copy today. The Secret Teachings is now on Gab and Getter. Search Ryan Gable on both to find the show or stick with The Secret Teachings in the Metaverse. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now, the Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Do you have everything you need to explore The Secret Teachings? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. Looks like SpongeBob's ready. Are you? Hey, this is John Peasy at johnpeasy.com, and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teaching. This is David Icke from davidike.com, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. So I hope everybody's as excited as I am. Sports Illustrated has the first trans model, the first indigenous woman model, and the first Asian American model who's, wait for it, plus size. Now, I don't care if you're overweight, underweight by some arbitrary standard. I don't care if you're trans or if you're biologically female, male. None of that matters to me. What matters to me is the title. I'm confused about the title. I'm confused about why I would assume over the next couple of weeks, the next couple of months, the next couple of years, we're going to see more and more nonsense in the identification of, well, let's just start with Sports Illustrated. Why does it have to be the first plus size Asian American model? Why can't it be the first Asian American model? Did they already have an Asian American model? I, I would assume so somewhere. So now they have to have the first plus size. Then the first obese. They already had the first anorexic model, I'm sure, at some point in the past. Models used to be anorexic. Then they became obese. Now models that are women are actually men or men that are actually women. And it's, it's confusing. And it's not confusing because I'm a bigot or I'm a conservative because I'm not a bigot or a conservative. I'm a realist and a circumstantialist. And I'm curious. I have a sincere, genuine curiosity. 
why people hate science and biology so much, especially people that constantly talk about how much they love science and how much science is real. See, I can tell you this from a male perspective, and I don't need a female perspective to tell me what my male perspective is. I don't find that to be cute or funny. I find that to be really annoying just as a matter of principle. Because if I talk about a female issue, then people tell me you need a female perspective. Sure, I, I absolutely agree. But if I'm telling you something that's from a male perspective, I don't need a female perspective. If I'm being unbiased, I actually do. I, I would like a female perspective. Just like a female should want a male perspective. But let me give you a, a male perspective here. I don't go out and ogle women. When I go to the gym and I'm, you know, I'm, I usually have headphones in, and sometimes I even read a book. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely that guy people laugh at. And I look around and I see men, I see women. I actually see a guy at the gym I go to. He's, I don't really know what he is. He wears women's workout clothes and has short pink hair. So you can imagine who he votes for. But I see, I see women walking around and I, you know, I glance at a woman and then I look away. Like I'm not looking for the woman. I'm not looking for the gay guy with pink hair. I'm just looking around the gym. I got my headphones in. I usually just kind of take things very easy and, and try to focus on you know whatever the set is that I'm doing. But I'll see women. I'll be like, oh, she's pretty. That's the first thought that crosses my, 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 my brain. And it's quick. It's like, oh, that woman's pretty. Or, oh, that guy's jacked. It's not, oh, I want to have sex with that woman. Oh, that guy's jacked. I want to, I want to see him naked. It's, it's an instinctual thing to be like, as a man, well, that guy's pretty jacked. He could be a threat to me. <laughs> That's what it is. It's instinct. That guy's bigger than me. He's got bigger muscles. He could be a threat. That's what it is. It's not a gay thing. And looking at a woman and being like, oh, she's attractive. She's pretty. It could also mean, well, good for her because I, 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 you don't see many women that are jacked like that. Or that woman's pretty. And then my mind goes to something else. I'm not looking to hit on her. I'm not looking to have sex with her. It's just you see people and you analyze them. You size up the men. Are they a threat? Sometimes you look at people and you're confused. A guy with women's clothing on wearing pink hair. I don't know what that is. And that, But if he wants to wear it, he can wear it. I don't care. It's just it's confusing because I'm looking at a, a man and I'm looking at him as a threat and I'm looking at a woman as a potential mate. That's how the male mind works. And let me tell you something, ladies. That's how the female brain works, too. That's how all of our brains work. Most of it's unconscious. Most of it is not conscious in the forefront of the mind. And I'm asking myself the same question. How can you tell a woman what she's thinking? Because it's innate biology. Sure, I don't know the intricacies of the conscious or unconscious female mind, but I don't know the intricacies of the conscious or unconscious male mind. What I do know is science and biology. I do know that women look at other women in the same way men look at other men. If you're not gay, you look at other men as potentially being a threat. Women look at other women as potentially being a threat. This is biology. The biology. This is instinct. This is how the brain works. This is the, the animal nature of the human. This is the, the conscious and unconscious mind working together. Are there other perspectives on this? Yes. But I'm just trying to provide you, as part of a thought experiment tonight, a merged perspective. And I'm trying to get to the bottom of why it is completely unacceptable in our modern society 
to have any concern, any worry, or to give any credibility to men. I would like to know why it's, it's become dangerous to be a man. Now, the only thing I can think of is why it's dangerous to be a man is because traditionally, in the same way that men look at other men and kind of size them up, I mean, they could be your friend. You're still sizing them up to some extent. Are they going to sleep with my girlfriend? Are they going to... It's all instinctual. It's all in your DNA. Even if they're your best friend, that still is in the unconscious mind because of tens of thousands of years of that kind of thing happening throughout human history. So... When you think about it, just pause for a moment and think about it. I, I want to know. I want to know why it's unacceptable to be a man. The only thing I can think of, this is a male perspective, okay? The only thing I can think of, this is actually a historical perspective too. The only thing I can think of is, I, I, think of, I think of the Romans. I think of what the Romans used to do. I think of what every culture has done. I think of what the, the Mayans did. I think of what the Romans did. I think of what the Japanese did. I think of what the Chinese did, the Koreans did. I think of what the Russians did. The, I mean, just the Slavic people. I, every person, every group of people. I think of what the Native Americans did, the Indian tribes, indigenous people. I think about what everybody has done throughout history. Tribal warfare in Mesoamerica, in Asia, different clans, different tribes. What would happen when a clan or a tribe would try to take land or go to war with another clan or another tribe? What would happen? Well, the Native Americans famously scalped each other. In places like various parts of Asia, they would famously cut people's heads off. Or, you know, some people would commit sepuka, disembowel themselves. So clans and tribes going to war with each other, they would usually kill all the men. Why? Because the men... Just like when you look at a guy and he's bigger than you and you're sizing him up because he could be a threat. Even if he's your friend, it's still it's in the unconscious mind. That's why men walk around strutting. That's why women walk around strutting. Women act like they don't strut. Come on, ladies, you strut. You, you strut. You know that you look good. Get, get the hell out of here. At, at women like, no, I'm, I'm a lady. I don't do that. Yeah, you do. <laughs> not everybody, of course. Not all men strut. Not all women strut. I'm just saying, like, instinctually, a lot of women do that. A lot of men do that. It's, it's instinct. It's male, female. It doesn't matter what you are or what you identify as. But men would be killed because men were a threat. The men would be targeted first, and the men would typically go fight first. So what you have here is historical. What you have here is, is instinctual. If you're another clan or another tribe and you're trying to, I mean, maybe your clan or tribe has been attacked by another. And in order to keep your family safe, the men go out and they go to conquer the, the neighboring tribe. Now, it's seriously, uh, you know, open for debate, historical events that we don't necessarily have a lot of information on. But what we do know is the Romans used to kill virtually all the men. And then they would take the women as their wives or as slaves and they would take the children and they would raise them to be good Romans. And this is what the Japanese did. This is what I mean, when I say Japanese, I mean the different the different tribes and different clans. This is what the tribes and clans did in Mesoamerica, in Korea, in the Slavic 
countries in Europe. I mean, this is this is human history. You kill the men because they're a threat. You take the women as your wives or you take the women as your, you know, as servants, as you know, to work in the house. And then you take the children and you raise them to be good, whatever, good Mayans, good, uh, you know, whatever your clan or your tribe is. That's that's history. And in fact, up until, well, mostly recently, uh, that was the condition of virtually all people in the world. Slavery. That is the condition of virtually all people in the world up until about the turn of the, the 20th century. Uh, by turn, I, 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 maybe that implies the 21st, but in, into the 20th century. That was the condition of most people on this planet. And today, that is the condition of large amounts of people. Apartheid states like Israel, South Africa, places that are, um, you know, not all, but some places in the Middle East, certainly, where this is still common practice. And large parts of Africa, Somalia, people are still traded. People are still slaves. Uh, tribes go to war. Clans go to war. They kill off the men. They take the women. They raise the children to be obedient to the to their new system. They, this is how human civilization functions. This is human history. It is soaked in blood and guts. It is soaked in rape and pillaging and slavery. It's been the condition of every culture, of every tribe, of every clan, of every group, of every society since the beginning of time. And it's only gotten better. It's only gotten better. Crime, violence, all these things at least in developing nations, have actually become better than they have been ever in recorded history. In fact, when we're talking about something like, let's say, crime, for example, uh, I don't think a lot of people understand that crime across the board has been dropping for decades, at least here in the United States. In fact, one of the most recent U.S. Department of Justice from the Bureau of Justice Statistics, reports back in October of 2021 showed from 2019 to 2020, the total violent victimization rate declined 22% from 21.0 to 16.4 victimizations per 1,000 persons aged 12 and older. The violent victimization rate declined. The number of violent crimes, excluding simple assault, fell from 2 million in 2019 to 1.6 million in 2020, the number of burglary and trespassing victimizations declined from 2019 at 2.2 million to 2020 to 1.7 million. About 40% of violent victimizations and 33% of property victimizations were reported to police in 2020. A smaller share of intimate partner victimizations were reported to police in 2020, 41%, than in 2019, 58%. So even victimizations with intimate partners have statistically declined greatly. The rate of violent victimization against persons aged 12 to 17 declined 51% from 2019 to 2020. From 2019 to 2020, the rate of violence and property victimization fell in suburban areas, though it did not change in urban and rural areas. That's because of all your, your, um, you know, your, your protests and whatnot during the Trump administration, I would imagine. And the number of firearm victimizations declined from 2019 to 2020. And they tell you that they just keep rising and rising and rising. 
2020, 481,950 firearm victimizations, almost all gun uh, related, uh, gang related to guns. And that dropped to 350,000. That is a 130,000 roughly case drop in firearm victimization. Now, granted, in 2018, 2017, I mean, the numbers vary, but these are massive drops, and they're consistent year after year, and they might go up one year, and they go back down decade after decade. This is from the Office of Justice Programs Bureau of Justice Statistics. Violence and crime have greatly dropped. Life is simpler Despite our perspective that it's more complex because of technology, life is simpler, life is safer, life is cleaner, sanitization, hygiene, life is better. Life is much, much better. In fact, I read you homicide trends in the United States from 1980 to 2008. I read this to you on the show we did Monday about the shooting in Buffalo because The shooting in Buffalo, despite the fact that an Asian man opened fire in Orange County, nobody wants to talk about that, or the dozens of people shot in Chicago every weekend, or hundreds of people some weekends, it's a few hundred people shot in gang violence in Chicago, or Baltimore, or any other major city, the violence in Portland and and Washington State, and you know, it just goes on and on and on. Nobody wants to talk about that, because that doesn't fit the narrative. But if a white guy kills 11 of 13 black people, and his overall death count, then suddenly it's a racially motivated crime. And maybe it is racially motivated, but here's the bottom line. Only 13% criminologists say of shootings are racially motivated. Now, I know you, you might be thinking, Ryan, what does this have to do with, with masculinity and femininity? I'm getting to that. If you are a black person, as I documented on the show Monday, according to federal statistics, 93% of black victims who are killed, 93% of black folks that are killed every year, roughly, are killed by other black people. If you're white, your enemy is not black people or Mexican people or any other group of people. Your, your enemy is other white people. Because within our clans, within our communities, within our groups, intraracially, that's where the violence comes from. It's just like rape. If you're raped, usually you know the person. If you are murdered, usually it's by somebody with the same color skin as you. It's the same for whites as it is for blacks and virtually all other groups. Now, the thing that I don't understand is how some people can be so biased. They're like, well, I know a black person who was killed by a white cop. Okay. And we also know white people that were killed by black police. And we also know that just because you're raped doesn't mean you know the person. Sometimes people are raped and they don't know the person. And I say people because you know that the rate of rape for men is extremely high. You know what I find incredibly demeaning is when women dismiss that. That doesn't matter. So it doesn't matter that men are raped at a very, very, very high rate. Men are raped at a rate that almost rivals women statistically. And in fact, if you factor in the fact that most, I sound like Kamala Harris, we're going to work together to work together to build something to work together. If you factor in the fact, and that fact is, a lot of rape for men isn't, you know, then it's not reported, then it's, it's very, very close. I mean, women still are raped at a higher rate, but looking at our culture and our society, you'd think men are never raped, but men are raped at a very high rate. We're going to get to that. Here's what I wanted to, to get to in all these statistics, though. 
They're statistic. It's not the real world. It gives you a picture of the real world, okay? This is from 2017. This is one of the uniform crime reporting from the hate crime statistics 2017 uniform crime reporting program. When you look at this statistical data, you might be surprised to learn that looking at, let's say, gender bias of male and female, with all the stories that you hear in the media, with all the stupid TV shows where men are stupid, men are always violent, and women are always the victims, which is absolutely preposterous and unrealistic, you would think that a lot of gender crimes, and there are some that are classified as being gender bias, a lot of hate crimes against gender, you would assume, would just be against women because men are brutal, right? But that's actually not the case. According to federal statistics, according to the Uniform Crime Report, which is, you know, that's data acquired from different states, uh, police, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There are 54 victims of hate crime where the crime was motivated by the offender's bias toward the gender. 54 in 2017. Would you like to know how many were motivated by an anti-female bias out of 54? And that's not a lot. So that's not a crisis. But yeah, the people that were the victims, that's, that's not good, right? But it's not a crisis. So 54 people. 28, 28 victims were victims, according to the federal government, according to the Uniform Crime Statistics, because the offender didn't like the female. So 28 of 54 were anti-female. Now, if you do some math in your head very quickly, if you did some math in your head very quickly, you'd have realized that that would leave 26, 26 people, 26 men were the victim of anti-male bias. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that the women that were the victims of anti-women or anti-female bias were attacked by men. They could have been attacked by other women who hate women. That's a thing. I've seen it at rallies in Portland and Rochester. And it doesn't mean that the males were attacked by females. They could have been attacked by other men. But, you know, there's only 54 cases of this, you know, roughly. It changes, but in 2017, based on this data, there were only 54 cases of this. The point I'm getting at here is 28 over a year, 28 cases were anti-female, 26 were anti-male. That's not really a number that would provide us with evidence or proof that there's some great anger and hatred and patriarchy that's really just oppressing and beating women to death. It's just to- it's, it's a, it's a made-up cultural stereotype is what it is. And in terms of domestic violence, I just read you the numbers from 2020. For domestic violence, for intimate partner victimizations, from 2019 to 2020, and as it has been for years, the percentage of, of reports has declined substantially. There's less intimate partner violence. There's less domestic violence. Across the board, statistically, one month it might jump, one year it might jump, but it, 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 it has declined, just like Firearm victimizations have declined by hundreds of thousands. And yet we're told that they're on the rise and men are beating up women. And now, now it's not men beating up women. Now it's, it's men and women that are attacking trans people now. And it's, 
if, if, if that's based on the same data that we're looking at here, then we know that it's, it's virtually not happening. That's, that's the thing. How do you even define a hate crime? Any crime is, is hateful. Domestic violence is just violence. It's not anti-male, anti-female. But if you classify it as that, well, in, in this case in 2017, it's two, two more anti-female uh, victims or victimizations. But it's 26 men that are the victim of anti-male bias. So where, where is this coming from? What's, what's happening here? How, how is it that men can be the victims of this kind of violent crime at the same rate women are? How is that possible when everywhere, everything you look at is men are bad, men are violent, men are aggressive? I mean, instinctually, innately, sure. I mean, men protect women. They protect their families, their villages, their clans, their groups, their whatever, their communities. We're, we're missing the point here. Here's an interesting statistic. I want you to think about this for a second. This is from the National Intimate Partner and Sexual Violence Survey Report. This is the 2011 version. And that, and from what I understand, they don't necessarily put this um, out every single year. Or it, I mean, it, it varies the way that the stuff's reported because you know the numbers are going to change and collection uh, is going to change and, and all that. But th- this is one of the ones that I just th- I found fascinating. In 2011, violence by an intimate partner. Violence by an intimate partner. In 2011, one in three women. of women were the victim of violence by an intimate partner. Where the woman was the victim of the violence by an intimate partner, that could mean a man or it could mean a female. You ever seen gay people fight? It is way more violent than anything you'll see in a trailer park. Okay? It's way more violent most of the time. So, and that's kind of a joke, but it's also kind of serious. One in three women. Would you like to guess how many men are the victims of violence by an intimate partner. That could mean a gay guy, or it could mean a female partner. It's one in four. And considering that law enforcement knows, and people that compile this data know, that men typically don't report it like women do, we could assume that it's, it's virtually the same. Now, some could be maybe disgenuous, disingenuous and say it could be more I'm not saying that, but I think it's, I mean, one in three for women, one in four for men are the victims of violence by their partner. And most of this is men abusing women or women abusing men, but it could be men, men, women, women. But that's an incredibly high statistic, once again, to think, well, men just, they always beat women and men are horrible to women in our culture. It's a terrible thing. But actually, men are abused at almost the exact same rate that women are abused at. And here's what I would like to know. I'd like to know how I, I know that there are people listening to this show right now that have an issue with what I'm saying, and, and they, they would like a female perspective on this. Maybe I, I'll find a, a lady to come on the show and talk about it. But my problem with that is I can't really find many men, let alone women, who would be willing to have this kind of conversation because, well, for men, you know, men don't want to upset the exotic bird, as Jerry Seinfeld said. So men don't want to don't want to talk about this kind of thing generally because, well, what are the women going to think? And they're going to get offended, and that's going to hurt my chances. I mean, that's my perspective. Women don't want to talk about it a lot of the time because they they. I mean, and I know this for a fact because I've had women tell me this. I'm listening to women. I'm believing women. I've had women email me and tell me, 
you don't have a right to talk about this because you're a man and that inherently makes you violent. That inherently makes you aggressive. So you don't get to talk about it. Well, you need a female perspective. It's funny that I need a female perspective on a male issue, but you don't need a male perspective on a female issue. Don't understand that. See, that's that bizarreness. That's that strangeness. That's that weirdness that consumes us where we always have to please one group or another group. I'm a human too. I'm a man. And based on the data and based on my experience as well, circumstantial, however, I will say it's circumstantial, um, men are abused at the same rate women are. And when you get into rape and all types of other things, it's about the same. I know it's hard to believe, but trust me, it's about the same. And I'm going to prove it to you tonight in the next segment using federal data to show you that men are the victims at the same rate women are. And ultimately, we're all victims of an oppressive state. We're all victims of a decaying, deteriorating culture. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. If you're offended by it, I really don't care. I'm going to say the things that other people won't say. I'm going to continue saying them in the next segment. TheSecretTeachings.info, rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay with us. There's more after this. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available as TST Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the show name and start listening today for free. And if you want to avoid those annoying ads, visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to our ad-free archive with some of our older shows included. You'll get a private RSS feed and access to the montage archive and my digital books. Subscribe today or listen to the free show archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, grab a physical and digital copy of his books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Visit thesecretteachings.info. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. 
You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. This is David John Oates from reversespeech.com. You are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. This transmission is coming to you from the space between heaven and hell. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. The website, thesecretteachings.info, has everything you need to know about the Secret Teachings, from our affiliate sponsor, Pro One Water Filters, to our t-shirts through TeePublic, to our behind-the-scenes content on Patreon. It also has my books, and if you're going to buy the book, please buy it on the website. Do not buy it through other Places where you can get books because it's it's usually people trying to resell it and uh, make a profit off of it. So just buy it from our website if you're going to buy it. You'll also find our free show archive there where you can listen and download the shows. There's links to all the different radio and podcast players where you can stream the show. Everybody has you know their own preference, whether it's Deezer, uh, Deezer or GeoSavin or Apple or Google or whatever. If you want to get rid of the advertisements... I don't put those in there, all those advertisements. You can get rid of them by subscribing to the archive on the website. Just subscribe, or you can donate once for that subscription. All the details are there. You get access to the show, the montages, the digital books, early access to the show when it's pre-recorded, a private RSS feed. And of course, when you do that, you support the secret teachings. We don't have sponsors. We do have an affiliate, but that's not a sponsor that pays us directly unless you buy something so we don't have sponsors we don't have investors you are what keep us on air and if we don't have your support we're not on air anymore www.thesecretteachings.info and i really appreciate all the all the wonderful kind emails i get every week telling us how much you enjoyed the show i really appreciate that that really puts fuel in the tank and uh, lets me know that i'm doing something right although i'm sure some people might think that i'm i'm doing something wrong tonight I've been asking the question we started out tonight, wondering about Sports Illustrated. And I, I was wondering how Sports Illustrated is going to come up with their next swimsuit edition because uh, everything I see in the news is just another, well, I guess it's a virtue signal to say the least, but May 17th, Sports Illustrated announced they've got the first indigenous model who's going to be modeling for Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition. And then... On the 16th, they've got the first plus-size Asian-American model. Last year, they had the first trans model. And I'm asking a question here tonight, not about trans people or obese people or Asian people or indigenous people or any people. I'm just curious why we have to classify everybody by they're the first not only Asian-American model, but the first plus-size Asian-American model. Then it'll be the first obese Asian American model. Then it has to be the first plus size LGBTQIA American Asian Asian American model. It can just go on indefinitely. The first model with a mole 
precisely three inches above her buttocks. It's nonsense. It'll just go on and on and on. How about you just hire people to model who are attractive by any standard and they know how to model? Why does it have to be the first this, the first that, the first this, the first that? Hire people based on merit. Conduct a survey. What what do people find attractive for swimsuits? You know, I, I, I besides Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition. I used to get that because I had Sports Illustrated. The the few copies that I saw because my my mom used to you know head off the mailman and get the copy. She'd go to the mailbox and get it because it was it was half naked women. So I would. I mean, I wouldn't really get to see a lot of the Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition, but I did get to. I, I did have a couple copies. And I, I, I'm sure if I went back and looked at those copies that there's going to be tons of women in there that are first, 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 the first woman with curly hair, the first woman with curly blonde hair, the first woman with red hair with a with a with a light, you know, a, a, a light streak in it. It's just everything's the first, first, first. Psychologically, that's psychopathy, narcissism, ego, virtue signaling. It's disgusting. It's repulsive. And I can't look at it can't look at it i mean that figuratively and literally and now calvin klein has gone from anorexia to obesity to super morbidly obesity to women who are pregnant but they look like men so i don't know what's going on but my question is why we're so concerned over these types of things why does our society and culture fixate on these types of things why is it that if you are a woman talking about a woman's issue, quote-unquote, a man cannot provide his perspective. But if a man is talking about a male issue, a man is also not allowed to provide his perspective. A woman has to provide her perspective. Now, if we're being objective here, I think men should be able to comment on female issues from their perspective. It's a perspective that women don't have. And I think, yeah, women should be able to comment on male issues because it's a perspective that men don't have. But it doesn't mean that men don't get to speak about their own issues and women still get to speak. Now, this isn't a, 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 an angry uh, monologue against women or men. I'm just, I'm just saying, let's, let's try to find some balance here, okay? Let's invoke a thought experiment. I read to you the... Criminal victimizations in 2020, not just about male and female, but when you look at something like firearm victimizations, firearm victimizations declined over 130% from 2019 to 2020. And you might have a shooting here or there, a couple people die. But statistically, it's not an epidemic of gun violence. And gun violence, if you remove gang-related violence and suicide, gun violence drops to a small slither of all violence. When you remove gang violence, it, gun violence pretty much dissipates. Doesn't mean that the people that are shot in Chicago every weekend aren't victims, aren't people. But there's policies that are enacted by government that encourage that kind of behavior. Like regular people can't have guns or, I don't know, maybe encouraging gang activity by not prosecuting criminal behavior like they do in Rochester or here in Tucson. I had a police officer tell me the other day they are refusing from the city to prosecute most acts of crime. And so that emboldens criminals to go 
do crime. Pretty simple, pretty straightforward. I mean, I would love to run for mayor, run, run for city council, something, and just have a debate with these people on stage and annihilate them because it's pretty simple. It's very simple. It's not about skin color. It's not about gender. It's not about anything like that. It's about you encourage crime when you don't prosecute crime. There's no consequence for crime, so there's going to be more crime. Criminal victimizations in 2020. This is from the Department of Justice. The number of burglary and trespassing victimizations have declined by hundreds of thousands from 2019 to 2020. It's one of the last major reports. But, I mean, obviously we're going to get 2021 to 2022, probably early next year, into this year. It'll be 2020 to 2021 uh, as well. These numbers don't really vary like a lot, but they'll change here or there by a few percentage points. But when you're seeing drastic drops in gun violence, burglary, trespassing, violent crimes drop 2 million to 1.6 million. Uh, Property victimizations, violent victimizations overall drop 21.0 to 16.4 out of 1,000 people. That's, That's a big drop. That's a huge drop. When you read these statistics, you also come across numbers like this. From the 1980s, until the midpoint of where we are in the 20th, uh, 21st century, from the 20th to 21st century, if you are white, you do not need to be afraid of, of black people or any other people. You need to be afraid of your own people if you're going to be afraid because 84% of white people that are killed are killed by other white people. If you're black, you definitely don't need to be scared of white people. If you're black, you need to be scared of other black people. 93% of black people are killed by other black people. It's intraracial violence, and it's across the board. White, black, it doesn't matter. However, when you get to the subject of gender, and I'm not talking about gender dysphoria, I'm talking about male and female. According to the U.S. Department of Justice, here's a, a random time period, 2017. Gender bias. In 2017, there were 54 victims of hate crime. Hate crimes that were motivated by gender bias. Now, most of these are male on female or female on male, although they could theoretically include male on male, female on female, because let's be honest, homosexuals fight just as badly as heterosexuals, if not more violently. I don't know if you can quantify that, but I, I, I mean that in a humorous way. I think it's kind of funny. Homosexuals tend to like, it's a very aggressive, it's a very aggressive type of a slap fight, okay? So the, the point is, male, male, women, oh, female, female, man, man, woman, woman, or male, female, female, male, it doesn't matter. The, 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 the gender bias crime is about the same across the board. In 2017, it was almost 50-50. 28 uh, 28 of the victims, that's about half, a little over half, were categorized as being the victims of anti-female bias. And likewise, about half, just a little under half, 26 of the victims were victims of anti-male bias. And it doesn't necessarily mean intimate partner violence. It just means... Someone didn't like women, so they, they made them a victim. And someone also didn't like men, so they made them a victim. 
But it gets interesting very quickly when you start to look at National Intimate Partner and Sexual Violence Surveys, where you find that, again, it could be male-male, female-female, female-male, male-female. Could be heterosexual, could be homosexual. But generally, since homosexual people don't make up a large percent of the population, most of this is heterosexual. Violence by intimate partners. If you are a woman, on average, it's about one in three women are the victims of intimate partner violence. Now, we could define that, but we're not looking to define it tonight. We're looking at crime surveys. We're looking at the National Center for Injury Prevention and Control, the Centers for Disease Control also uh, publishing this data. One in three women roughly on average. It, sometimes it could be one in four, one, but it's about 35.6. It's about, it's about a third of all women are the victim of intimate partner abuse, violence. Now you'd say, that's probably underreported because women are always abused. Every relationship's abused. Women don't need men. You know, that kind of nonsense. Um, I can tell you that the mass majority of the population don't believe that, don't agree with that. Uh, and I can tell you that instinctually, not all women, but a lot of women, I, I know women that they, they just want to, they want to have children and they want a family and that's instinctual, that's biological and they want that. And when they want that, and we've even seen this in the news, it's not just circumstantial people that I know. We see that in the news where a woman on social media is like, I just want to have a family and I want to take care of kids and make my family breakfast and when my, before my husband goes to work and Oh, no, that's that's patriarchy. If a woman wants to do something that's innate, biological and scientific, that's patriarchy. It's just like when a black person says white people are not a threat to black people. Black people are a threat to black people. Now they're an Uncle Tom. They're not allowed to talk either because everything is reduced to a political stereotype. And if you don't fit into that mold, you ain't black. You ain't white. You ain't gay. You ain't straight. You ain't anything unless we tell you what you can be. It's mind control. Stock crime. That's what it is. So violence by an intimate partner. One in three women. I'm not sure if you're in agreement with me, ladies, or if you're in disagreement with me. One in three women. rdgable at yahoo.com. That's the email. Send me an email. Tell me what a horrible person I am. Or tell me you agree with me. I don't know. I'm not telling you what to say or what to think or what to do. I'm just saying please send me an email and let me know what you think of tonight's broadcast in regards to to violence by an intimate partner. Have you been the victim of violence by an intimate partner as a woman? Has a man treated you poorly? Probably. But you know what? I know that a lot of people don't, for some reason, like to acknowledge this because people like to live in their little bubbles and feel special. I'm a black trans person and I'm oppressed. I'm a woman and I'm oppressed by men and I want special privileges and treatment. Fine. You want special privileges and treatment because you're a woman, men are also going to get special uh, privileges and treatment, at least on this show. Why? Because one in four men are the victim of violence by an intimate partner. That means, yes, ladies, your group, your biology, treats men with the same level of disdain and the same level of violence that you perceive men treat you with in relationships. And your circumstantial cases of men have always treated me horrible. I've I've always had bad relationships. Well, here's the deal. So have men. That doesn't mean that men are evil. And for men, that doesn't mean that women are evil. That means you've been with people who could be low-life degenerates. You've been with people who are violent. You've been with people who are emotionally unstable. It's not the fault of women or the fault of men. But for a woman to think, well, 
one in three women are the victim of intimate partner violence, that number's got to be higher because I went through all these problems with men. Well, I hope you can admit it's not men. And sometimes if you're a man or a woman, it just like a man, it's, it, it's not a woman necessarily that's the problem. It's just that woman that you're with. It's not a man. It's just that man that you're with. And I think we should be able to acknowledge here that sometimes when we're looking at a relationship and intimate partner and violence and statistics and stuff like this, I mean, yes, your, your circumstances matter. You might have been in 10 abusive relationships and you're done. But statistically, it's, it's one in three. And if you're a man, it's one in four. That means that women abuse men at almost the exact same rate that men abuse women. And this doesn't mean constant abuse. It could mean a violent event, one interaction. And the funny thing is, because of the stereotype, men are almost always looked at as the perpetrator. You call the police for, I mean, I had a friend that called, actually had two friends that called the police over domestic violence because the, their, their wife or their girlfriend was acting erratic with a knife or with a frying pan or something. And the cops came and immediately put the man in handcuffs because they just assumed it was the man, even if he called, it was the man who was responsible for the domestic disturbance. It couldn't have been the woman. Those situations got resolved, but that's the bias. I mean, we talk about police, oh, they target black people. Okay, well, hold on a second. How about police that target men because they assume men are the perpetrators of the crimes? In fact, do you know that men receive 63% more prison time compared to women convicted of the exact same crime? How does that female privilege feel, ladies, that if you and I commit the same crime, the exact same crime, 100% exactly the same, If we set up a stage and I go and I commit a crime, I act out a crime on that stage. We film it, we document it, we quantify it. Then you go and commit the same crime. You act out the same crime. Then we act out the prosecution of those crimes. We're both convicted. I go to jail 63% more time than you do. Why? Bias. Assumption, discrimination against men. Now, an honest woman, an honest human being could acknowledge that's disproportionate. But a lot of women won't do that because they want the special social privileges of I'm a woman, I'm always a victim of the patriarchy. That's wrong. That's ludicrous. And you're insane. If you really care about people, Blacks are incarcerated at a higher rate. Actually, yeah, blacks tend to be incarcerated at a higher rate. However, do black people commit more violent crimes? Yeah, absolutely. And it's usually gang-related, and it's usually within their own race. Just like if you're white, it's usually within your own race. People make decisions. It's not a cultural or a systemic thing. You make a decision to sell drugs. You make a decision to counterfeit a $20 bill. You make a decision to trip on fentanyl. Doesn't mean that cops are always good or victims are always victims. You know, it, 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 it's more complex than that. But if I'm in a relationship, one in three women are going to be abused and one in four men are going to be abused. Could be a single case, could be an ongoing series of cases. 
we have to understand something. A man is traditionally a protector. When a man goes to, let's say, a gym, and I'm not saying everybody consciously is aware of this, when I look around and I see other men that are lifting weights, I, I just look around. I don't, I'm not, I'm not gay. I'm not, like, I don't care. I'm just looking around. I see other men. Sometimes you see men, you're like, oh, that guy's very big, very strong. He could probably beat me up. <laughs> I mean, I'm being, I'm being open with you. That's, that's like, it's, it's a fleeting thought because it's instinct because you're worried. I don't know this person. They're bigger than me. They could be a threat. That's instinct. That's thousands of years of DNA, thousands of years of genetics, thousands of years of instinct, thousands of years of biology, thousands of years of science. In the same way that if I look around a gym, I'm like, oh, that woman's pretty. It's a fleeting thought. I'm not taking pictures of her in the gym. I'm not saying to my friends, hey, look at her. Look at her butt. I, I go to the gym alone. Those thoughts aren't in my head. I just, oh, she's pretty. But you know why I think, well, maybe that woman's pretty, maybe that woman's not. It's a personal preference, first of all, but it's also instinct and science and DNA and genetics because when a man looks at a woman, like when a woman looks at a man, a woman is looking for a man generally, not always, but generally someone who is a protector, someone who may have a, a squarer jaw, may have a, a larger chest, may have larger shoulders because that's protection. I'm not saying Women are consciously looking for that. I'm saying unconsciously, that's what you're looking for, protection. Men are looking for women that have hips that can bear them a child. Breasts that are able to feed that child. That's unconscious. That's science, biology, instinct, genetics, DNA, etc. And if you're in a relationship, one in three women, one in four men. But here's the thing. If you and I commit a crime, man or woman, in our society, and, and, and we think about this from the perspective of like black people are incarcerated at a higher rate, sure, but you know, we're talking about different crimes, different types of things. When it comes to male and female, it doesn't matter if you're black or white or green or purple. If you go to commit a crime as a woman and I commit the same crime, I'm 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 saying literally you and I commit the exact same crime. Or you and some woman you know, you commit the exact same crime. As a man, you will go to jail longer than the woman will. Statistically, you will go to jail for about 63, we could round up to say three quarters, but that's maybe a little bit disingenuous. It's about 63% of the time. Men go to jail longer for committing the exact same crime as a woman. Or we could say women go to jail 63% less in terms of time spent in jail for committing the exact same crime that a man committed. Now that is a strange statistic, wouldn't you say, especially when that's not something that's generally talked about on late night radio or in print or in media or anywhere. It's not discussed anywhere. Neither is the fact that it's about one in three, one in four women and men experience violence by an intimate partner. And yeah, some women don't report it. And some of these cases are just individual one-off cases. And a lot of men don't report it. It's, I mean... I. It's about the same. It's one in three for women, one in three for men. 
But then there's there's a lot more to it than that, because if if you're a man, again, you go to jail longer, much, much, much longer. I mean, keep it keep it really simple than than than, you know, than a woman would be. So if you if you let's keep it simple like this, if a man and a woman committed a crime. Same crime. Precisely the same in every way, shape and form, just a carbon copy of the same crime, same action, same weapon. Maybe you didn't have a weapon, whatever you did, same exact crime. And the man was sentenced to go to prison, and the woman was also sentenced to go to prison. And let's say the woman received, again, to keep things very, very simple, the woman received 37 minutes of prison time, then we could roughly estimate the man would receive 100 minutes of prison time for the same exact crime. Now calculate that based on years, and you're looking at men spending substantially longer time in prison than women for committing the same exact crime. That doesn't sound right, does it? I hope that, sincerely, as listeners, whether you're straight, gay, black, white, I don't know why we have to classify everything by those types of identities, but regardless of who you are, where you are, where you're listening what your politics are. I hope that you can understand where I'm coming from this evening. I hope that you can understand that that statistic is grossly disproportionate. It's not a misdirection. It's just a grossly disproportionate percentage of men spending more time in prison for the, for the exact same crimes. Women spend less time for the exact same crimes. But it's more than that because our culture, our society is so ready to lock men up and put them in prison well, that's the same attitude we have for men in general. Men are the soldiers. Men go to war. Yeah, women can go to war, but you know, generally speaking, most young girls don't want to be soldiers. Most young girls don't want to join the join the military. It's just not a not a typical thing. Some some women do join the military, but that's not the point. The point is most of the men go to the military. I mean, when there's a bump in the night, usually it's the man who goes and checks it, right? The most ardent feminist when it comes time to get off the Titanic is suddenly going to have a child in her arms on the boat wanting to to get onto the lifeboat. Women and children first. Women and children first. Do you know that there are a lot of other statistics that, well, I think they'll blow your mind. In fact, we throw men out we throw boys out. We throw young men out at a rate that causes more suicide, more workplace deaths, more stress. And, and there isn't anywhere for a man to turn because society tells him to bottle it all up. And ironically, men are supposed to fulfill that, that gender identity. I want to talk to you about this in a little more detail in the final segment tonight right here on The Secret Teaching. Stay with us. There's a lot more after this. The music, White Bat Audio. Broadcasting from the edge of thought and consciousness, it's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. 
The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is TST Weekends. Search the show name and start listening today for free. If you want to avoid those annoying ads, subscribe to our ad-free archive with our oldest shows, a private RSS feed, our montage archive, and Ryan's digital books. Visit thesecretteachings.info. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of The Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after lighting the void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. I'm Kelly McGillis, and I'm here to talk to you about rape. Ladies, look to your left. Now look to your right. Statistics indicate that both of those men will rape you. I'm not going to rape you. I might. Everyone's talking about feminism. People are getting together. They're addressing discrimination. Transgender activists. People speaking out about sexual assault. What I hate about it is that none of it's about us. None of these movements are about us. It's our movement. You know what I mean? In some ways, it kind of feels like we're a minority all of a sudden. Do you know what, do you know what I think it is? Is When I see men in general, and this is a stereotype, I see a potential for aggressiveness. When I see women, I don't assign the same level of physical aggressiveness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when a man says something, it can be awkward because I might feel like there's a fear there. When a woman says it, although I do see this as duplicitous, I don't see the same threat. I think women actually don't want equal treatment. They couldn't handle it if they got it. What a lot of women are actually asking for, and you can look aghast at this, is special treatment. Are you saying that there are as many cases 
of women being violent towards men in a relationship as there is as there are men. Yes, it's, it's, it's long been known. It's, it's, it's true across the developed world and it's true in this country. It's known from, from crime surveys that men suffer violence at the same sort of levels and at the same severity as, as women. And yet the support for men for male victims of domestic violence is virtually zero. And again, it's another driver of the high male suicide rate. Is that equal treatment or is that special treatment? I think what women need to realize is that you have to toughen up. We can't ask for equal pay. You have to be paid on performance. You realize that virtually everything that comes out out of radical feminists, you know, they are either conspiracy theories, fantasies, lies, delusions, or myths. We need to kill all men. I am sick of being a baby factory that produces more men that will just, in the future, subjugate me. So the only answer to that is to kill male babies and um, just kill any man that you see, like in the street. We want the species to go on, but we want it only to go on with women in it. Why is it we have this enormously powerful feminist movement? and virtually nothing for men. Originally, it was capitalism was the big enemy in the 60s and 70s. And it was the radical feminists in America. They moved the goalposts. They said, no, it's no longer capitalism is the enemy. The enemy is patriarchy or men. And they were desperate for funding and they needed a just cause. It's an enormous industry. I mean, violence against women, they get something like was a billion and over a year. And an awful lot of that goes on really supposedly rehabilitating men, but essentially punishing them. Every society that survived, survived based on its ability to train its sons to be disposable. Disposable in war as warriors, disposable in work as firefighters, as workers on oil rigs and so on, coal miners, and indirectly therefore disposable as dads. center of the earth, shaking hands with the devil. Every time there's a rumble in the ground, you wait for the whole thing to collapse down on top of you. Would you rather be up in the sunshine, running around with a couple of toddlers that you can send to bed anytime you want on some sort of trumped up charges? But these mothers are bending over at the waist, putting DVDs into DVD players. I don't know how they do it. One thing we can't do is say that hierarchical organization is a consequence of the capitalist patriarchy. It's like, that's patently absurd. All plain hide and go seek, you're living the dream! No time card, no taxes, you're off the grid! They've been taught stupidity, and how they feel is all that matters. The philosophy presumes that group identity is paramount. That's the fundamental philosophy that drove the Soviet Union and Maoist China. And it's the fundamental philosophy of the left-wing activists. It's identity politics. It doesn't matter who you are as an individual. It matters who you are in terms of your group identity. Income inequality is the stupidest issue. Income inequality means nothing. Right? I mean, I'm, I have a lot of income inequality with Bill Gates, but I'm doing pretty well, and I don't care that Bill Gates is doing really well. The only thing we should all care about is that there are poor people. We should figure out how poor people can do better, not how to make Bill Gates less rich. There's this idea that hierarchical structures are a sociological construct of the Western patriarchy. And that is so untrue that it's almost unbelievable. Evidently, you know, just some people didn't get it. It's not okay to slam your wife's head into the cupboard drawers. So at the end of the hour, they come to the logical conclusion. They're like, there is no reason to hit a woman. There is no reason to hit a woman. 
And I was just like, really? I could give you like 17 right off the top of my head. Dude, there's plenty of reasons to hit a woman. You just don't do it. Really? No reason? How about this? You marry a girl, you fall in love, you buy her a house. You go to work every day, paying off the house. You come home one day, she's banging the next door neighbor, hands you divorce papers. You got to move out, sleep on a futon, and still pay for that house that she's going to stay in. No reason. How come you can't ask questions? You can only ask questions about what the guy did. You can never ask about the woman. Why is that? What about me? I'm Ryan Gable. There's this idea that hierarchical structures are. This is the Secret Teachings Radio. Construct of the Western patriarchy, and that is so untrue that it's almost unbelievable. What a lot of women are actually asking for, and you can look aghast at this: is special treatment. The philosophy presumes that group identity is paramount. That's the fundamental philosophy that drove the Soviet Union and Maoist China. Why can't you ask questions? Violence by an intimate partner affects one in three women, but it also affects one in four men. On average, it's about 50% versus 50% of all hate crimes directed at women also directed at men. Men and women are the victims of hate crimes at precisely the same rate based on anti-female and anti-male bias. Violence by an intimate partner, and since most of us are not homosexuals, it's mostly heterosexuals, though it does factor in, especially now with more and more attention on the subject of homosexuality, that violence by an intimate partner is roughly the same across the board and across the world in developed nations. Women abuse men at precisely the same rate as men abuse women. Now, it's not about men or women, or women or men, or men and men or women and women. It's about people that are emotionally unstable. It's about people that, yes, do want special privileges, It's about people that don't understand the basic fundamentals of biology, instinct, drive as a man or a woman. And men are not allowed to ask questions, and women aren't even allowed to ask questions on behalf of men. If we're talking about a female issue, that's only for females. But if we're talking about a male issue, that's also for females. I hope you understand that it's not a matriarchy or a patriarchy. Throughout most of human history, actually, there, there have been matriarchies. In fact, most shamans are women. But it's not about matriarchy or patriarchy. It's about divisiveness. It's about teaching women to hate men. And now that we've had successive generations of women being taught to hate men, now women are being taught more than ever to hate themselves and to change gender to a man. So men are bad, be independent, and now that they've taken away the classical, cultural, civilized, traditional symbol of protection, the man protecting the woman and the family and the child, now the woman is vulnerable to sex changes. So now the woman can become a man. 
doesn't make a lot of sense when you follow that train of thought. And by the way, feminists also don't really understand what's happening either. They think it's kind of insulting. Because feminism, like anything else, has been hijacked and used for socio-political reasons and those of extreme left-leaning, left-wing, Marxist, Maoist, collectivized politics. The bottom line is, though, men are abused at precisely, I mean, if it's not 50-50, it's 52-48 or 51-49. It's, it's almost the exact same rate men are abused at the same level and the same severity as women. Statistically, it's just slightly more women, but hey, this isn't a contest, is it? It's not like we should be, you know, we keep things simple here for uh, for the sake of, of conversation, but if, if you've got 10 cases of violence against men and women, men abusing women, women abusing men, and six are men hitting women or men abusing women, and four are women hitting men or women abusing men, and you're like, ha, see, women are the victims of domestic violence at the same or a higher rate. And you're like, hey, look, women were abused at a higher rate than men. So men don't really matter. Well, just because six women were hit doesn't mean that four men weren't hit. It doesn't matter if one man's hit or nine women are hit or the victims of some kind of abuse. Don't you think that that's still wrong? Can't you as a woman acknowledge? I mean, I can acknowledge like Bill Burr said in that that montage I made, which by the way, that montage I just played is in our montage archive if you're a subscriber at thesecretteachings.info. It's like Bill Burr said, why can't you ask questions? Or no reason to hit a woman. I can give you some reasons. You just don't do it. And apparently some men didn't get the notification that you don't smash your wife's head into the kitchen cabinets. Some women also didn't get the notification that you don't abuse your, your, your male partner. Some women didn't get the notification that you don't lie to your partner and cheat on them. Some women didn't get the notification that you don't use your partner for a sperm donation to have a child and then leave them. That's what my son's mom did, admittedly, in a text message. I don't need sympathy for that. What I would like is some perspective. You ever seen Ratatouille? It's like when Anton Ego, the critic, comes into the restaurant and the big waiter comes over and he's like, uh, what can I get you, sir? And he says, you know what I would like tonight? Perspective. Some well-cooked, well-seasoned perspective. And the waiter says, I'm sorry, sir. Tell the chef to prepare me with his best meal. Hit me with his best shot. I would like some perspective, actually. I'd like some well-cooked, well-seasoned perspective. I would like women to be able to acknowledge that you're not the owner of a monopoly on domestic violence. You're not the owner of a monopoly on rape. Do you know that not only, not only, do women and men abuse each other at the same rate it might be a percent or two higher for women being abused by men. But that's just violence with a partner. You can subsequently break the violence down to sexual violence. 
Do you know that about one in three women, these are, these are national data points, by the way. This is either the FBI, the Department of Justice, the National Intimate Partner uh, Violence Survey. It, I mean, there's, this is all official federal data or uh, uh, national data from big groups, big surveys. One in three women are the victim of sexual violence. It's like that Family Guy clip that's at the beginning of the montage I played. Look to your left and look to your right, ladies. Chances are both of these men are going to rape you. And the one one guy looks over and says, I'm not going to rape you. And she looks over at the other guy. He's like, I might. One in three women are the victims of sexual violence. Do you know how many men are the victims of sexual violence? Take, I'm sincerely asking you this. How many men are the victims of sexual violence? Contact sexual violence of some kind. Take, take an honest guess. Because with the way in which our culture portrays it, every woman has been raped. And no man has ever been the victim of any violence, let alone sexual violence. When in fact it's one in three women for domestic, intimate partner violence. It's one in four men. It's almost 50-50 down the middle. And when we're looking at gender-based hate crimes, it's about 50-50 down the middle. And when we're looking at sexual violence, one in three women, but it's one in six men. And most statisticians and police and, 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 and honest people will also tell you that considering that the definition and the goalpost that is the definition of rape and sexual violence has been moved exponentially for women, where you've got radical extremists that propose that any woman who's ever had sex with a man in their life has been raped, even if it was consensual and loving. Since the goalpost and definition of rape has been moved around so much and it it, it gets defined in so many different ways, not as many women might have been raped or the victim of sexual abuse. But I'm not trying to demean those people. I'm just simply saying we've changed the definition. How do we really know what constitutes rape or sexual violence anymore? It's hard to even determine that or define that now. But for men, it's one in six. One in six men are the victims of contact sexual violence. Now, I'm not going to sit here and try to figure out what that is. Is the man forced to get an erection? Is the man? I, I don't know and I don't really care about the specifics of how a woman or how a man are the victims of sexual violence. But one in three women... One in six men, that's really high, especially considering that most men would never dare to report that they were the victim of sexual abuse. The numbers are whether it's a gender bias, hate crime, violence by an intimate partner, or sexual violence. The numbers across the board are about 50-50 when it comes to contact sexual violence. It's just slightly more women that are the victims than, than men. On average, I mean, the numbers vary, whether it's violence, intimate partner violence or sexual violence, the numbers vary. Sometimes it's more women, sometimes it's more men, and sometimes it's, it's, you know, homosexual men and women. But generally speaking, hate crimes, domestic violence and sexual violence, men and women share in the suffering and in the pain. And you know that across the United States, there's only a handful of shelters that take in men. 
Do you know how many shelters there are that take in women? Thousands. You go to the library. You go to a government office. Anywhere you go. And you, you, you can find, you go to the hospital. And not only, you know, well, I'll give you an example. When my son was born, they gave me a stupid pamphlet that said, I mean, this is not a verbatim quote, but it basically said this. You know, as a man, you have to hold your child, right? You know that you have to take care of them, right? You know that you are father and you are responsible for child, you dumb, stupid male idiot. That's that's what the flyer sounded like. If it was like a howler from Harry Potter, that's what it sounded like. Uh, hey, guy with penis, you know that you made that baby, right? I was highly offended by that pamphlet that they gave me because I love children. And I'd like to have more children. And, you know, I just don't understand why that's what the hospital chose to give me. But my son's mom, they didn't give anything. Despite the fact that she acknowledged to me in a text message she used me to get my sperm to have a kid by faking a relationship to get pregnant so she could go back with the guy she was with before. She just didn't want to have a kid with him. She wanted to have a kid with me because she literally told me, you're smarter. That's all after the fact. Maybe I'm dumb, but that's that's all after the fact. And yet I get the pamphlet, you stupid male, you take care of child. Nothing to her, though. She didn't get anything about that. The only thing she got was a little paper that said, um, don't shake the baby. Don't throw the baby down the stairs. Don't shake the baby. Don't forget that there's a baby that you have to feed. But she didn't get anything like, hey, you know you're a woman. You know that you birthed this child. You know you have to take care of the child, right? Last time I was at the library, same thing. Just a whole wall of pamphlets. Victim of sexual violence, victim of rape, victim of abuse, victim of domestic violence, victim of of male hatred, victim of the patriarchy. It's just a wall of pamphlets. Not a single one for men. Victim of some crazy psycho bitch that's not in the library victim of some woman who literally i mean it's it's like gold digging but you know a woman that literally used you to get what she wanted there's no pamphlet for that and it's not like one in a hundred men are raped and 99 out of a hundred women are raped it's one in three women and it's about one in six men and when you factor in men don't report it and women overreport it they come closer to what the statistical data is for gender bias, which is about 51 to 49% in favor of women experiencing it slightly more. But it's about 50-50 for gender bias, for hate crimes, and for domestic violence, as it is for sexual violence. And yet, there are no pamphlets in the library, at the hospital. Uh, There's no shelter on every corner for men that are the victims. No, it's just men have to go live in the street. Men have to still pay for that that child, which is the funny thing about abortion. It's like the man has zero say, especially if he's married, in whether the woman gets an abortion. But since the woman wants nothing to do with the man to make the decision, it's her body, her choice. When the baby's born, oh, that's a different story. Now you still have to pay. So make a decision. Do you want the door held open and dinner paid for? Or would you like to hold the door open for me and pay for my dinner? Would you like special privileges? Would you like to be paid exactly the same thing that men are paid to do the same job? 
are you as good as the man is? Likewise, as a man, are you as good as the woman is? Almost every place I've worked, women make more money than me. And usually, just like most of the men that make more money than me, it's people that are useless, worthless drones who are so dumb and so willing to accept whatever thing that the manager tells them that they get paid more because they follow orders. That's been my experience. Men and women get paid more than me because they'll follow orders, and I probably most of the time won't. There were people that worked at the place I worked at in Rochester, New York. They worked there a few months. They made more money than me, and I'd worked there three years. Because they were women, they were paid more because they were women, not based on merit, based on their genitalia or their perceived sexuality. That's discriminatory. Should a woman make as much money as a man? Yes, dot, 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 if she performs to the same level as the man. This is the thing that doesn't make any sense. Merit. What happened to merit? People act like, I remember seeing this commercial for for astronauts, and it was like, we need to get more women into space. And I thought, is there a, is there a law that says women can't be astronauts? Never come across something like that. Women can be astronauts. There just aren't a lot of them because that's not typically a job that a woman chooses to to have. And besides, as an astronaut, there aren't many men that can be astronauts. So hardly any women in comparison to men. It's a very small percentage of women compared to men that go into trying to become an astronaut. But even then, very few of those men and women become astronauts. And there have been plenty of women astronauts, proportionate to the number of people as women who try to become astronauts. We shouldn't be trying to make the same number equal for everything. But then when it comes to violence and sexual abuse, where the numbers actually are 50-50, no, we say absolutely not. It's men that are the barbarians, women that are the victims. When women start dying in the workplace from tough jobs at the same rate men do, then maybe we can talk about the same pay. You know that 93% of workplace deaths are men? Do you know that? Men die by suicide at about a rate of 3.53 times what women die, uh, when women die of, of suicide. It's about three and a half times as many men commit suicide than women. Why? Well, because men are considered throwaway. Men are considered the soldiers, the dumb animals on the front line. Men need to do the rough, tough jobs. Men need to pay the bills, pay for the baby. They weren't allowed to have any say in whether the child was born or not born. Men are supposed to sit back and take the sexual assaults and the sexual violence and the domestic violence at the same rate that they abuse women. Men are supposed to sit back and take it without saying anything, bottle up their emotions, not talk about it. And when they commit the same crime as a woman, precisely the same crime, men get to go to jail for about half to three quarters longer. If a woman goes to jail for 37 minutes, a man goes to jail for 100 minutes. Think about that in terms of months and years. So most workplace deaths are men. Most soldier deaths are men. Most suicides are men. Most jail time is is served by men. Rape, hate crimes against gender, male and female, and domestic violence is about split down the middle 50-50. And we're not supposed to ask those questions. Not to mention... Something like, I don't know, circumcision. Talk about genital mutilation. Then we cut the uh, the foreskins off the babies. Hundreds of, of baby boys die every year from this barbaric practice. Nobody cares about that. 
Nobody cares. Do you care? I mean, I, 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 I care. It's not just because I'm a man, but I, I care about per perspective. 99.9% of all military deaths are male. Can, uh, can men get a thank you, ladies? I mean, women used to, to think that way until they were taught that men are bad, and now they're taught you can be a man. I don't know why you'd want to be a man if men are so bad, but you're in the wrong body, so you need to be a man. Transition to be a man, maybe you'll get to spend 63% more time in jail. Maybe you'll get to be part of the three and a half times more people that commit suicide. Talk about transgenders commit suicide. You know why trans people commit suicide? Because they're on drugs that stunt their development and literally fry and prevent their brain from fully developing and their emotional centers. Yeah, that's why people commit suicide that are trans. The number is so small that you can't even see it on a pie chart. But most of the people that commit suicide are men, and nobody cares. I could feel the energy. I can just feel the attitude of, well, you're a man. Deal with it. Well, I thought you didn't like gender stereotypes. Let me be fair let me be very fair and open to women, though, for a moment. I know that there are large numbers of women that listen to this show who agree with me. Maybe you don't agree with how I word certain things, but I, I would assume that a lot of women agree with me about this. And I would assume just as many men disagree with me. And I would think that, and I know actually, I, I know for a fact there are some men that disagree with this kind of stuff, even though it's fact, because they're trying to, to get something wet. That's, that's what it is, okay? They're trying to get a part of their body wet. Let's be very blatant about it. And that's just really sad and pathetic. You ever seen the guys that walk behind the Planned Parenthood protesters? Just these scrawny little kind of guys? That's very sad, very pathetic. Our culture, our society, our civilization needs men to be men and women to be women. That doesn't mean that you have to have a baby. It doesn't mean you have to have a protein shake in your hand. It means you need to express your masculinity and you need to express your femininity. That doesn't even mean that you visually express it. But that's what it truly means to be yourself. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings Radio. And I hope that you learned something tonight, or at least I hope that you gained a perspective you didn't have. If you want to check the statistics... You know, normally I would say I'll send you all of it and I could send you all of it, but I'm, I'm really tired of trying to provide proof to people that get angry at me, even when they go and confirm that it's true. So you go find the, the evidence and proof tonight. I mean, if you email me, I'll send it to you. rdgable at yahoo.com, thesecretteachings.info. Please buy one of my books to support us. Please subscribe to our archive one-time donations or you can subscribe monthly or yearly. You get access to all the shows, all the montages, including the one we played tonight. You get my digital books, early access to the show when it's pre-recorded, and a private RSS feed. www.thesecretteachings.info Don't forget about social media, facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings, TST underscore underscore radio, behind-the-scenes content on Patreon, and our affiliate sponsor, Pro One Water Filters. The music tonight, White Bat Audio. And as always, stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, stay safe. Really stay safe if you're a male because you, you know, you've got about the same amount of chance of being raped and, and, and abused by a woman as a woman does by a man, statistically. And we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Have a good night.
do all the exploring you want. You're not all the drilling the earth you want. You're not going to find hell. You can take spaceships out. You're not going to find heaven. They're not physical places. What happened before the Big Bang? The church, of course, saw scientists as a great threat. Illuminati. Secret society. Illuminati. A checkered floor. This is reflective of darkness and light. And that is in life. A person is constantly going through dark period and light period. This is the nature of the world in which we live. What happened before the Big Bang? The church, of course, saw scientists as a great threat. Illuminati. New World Order. Secret government within our government. 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 Man is not created by God as per the Genesis story. Instead, man is creating God in his brain. Brain. Magic.